Welcome everybody to a new episode of Flower Circus Talks, episode 92 already. And two times we already had Alison Bradley and I wanted to invite her again because uh, yeah, something special happened. At the last episode of or the last magazine of uh, Fusion Flowers uh, is there now. So uh, I want to talk with Alison about the great moments that she had with her magazine. So uh, let's quickly get her into the live stream. Uh, we've been trying to connect already for two hours. So hopefully she didn't touch anything on her computer because it works now. So uh, let's quickly get her in before she disappears again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Never again. It's the last time when you say come come and meet me in my bedroom. I'm never gonna agree to do that, John. That's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it took a while and it was hot in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was a big build-up, that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, John. Hello, Alison. So first of all, really happy that you're here. I mean, uh, a lot of things have been going on and a lot of reactions uh, I think you received over the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's been something else. An end of an era. I mean, 121 magazines, just a fusion flowers alone, uh, over 20 years yeah. uh, working together with a great team. I mean, uh, can be anything else uh, than that working such a long period and also working uh, with your husband for 20 years <laughs> that's quite an achievement as well <laughs> oh we can't we can't we can't mention him or yeah. can we <laughs> no well he's referred to i have this thing when when i first started uh, fusion there was always th this thing at the back called brain floss and i think a lot of people misunderstood what brain floss was about but because i've been uh, a demonstrator and a designer for many years i was aware that people um number one view us as having a glamorous lifestyle <laughs> if only um but number two they also see you as perhaps slightly up yourself a bit snobbish or whatever and so brain floss was started to say look I'm just the same as everybody else. Hi, Tanya. Um, just Tanya's from Malta. She's one of our readers. Oh, there's okay. Darling Keith. Oh, God, this is going to be a problem, isn't it? I mustn't focus on the people coming in. Um, so, yeah. So, Brain Plus was to explain that I'm the same as everybody else. It's just I have maybe a, a bigger perspective on things. And as sure as little green apples things go wrong as you now know john yeah <laughs> sometimes it's I mean, hard to, it... to get people in and you ask them a couple of times but sometimes people agree and then it's hard to get them online as well <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it should work but anyway so that's that's how brain floss started and um and it became a staple. It's, it's quite interesting because you never know how people read the magazine. It's um, and quite a few people started with um, today's talk should be a lot of fun. You damn right, hi, yeah. hi, Jimmy, <laughs> hi, Anne. It's going to be a bit of a problem because I know too many people. Yeah, yeah. But the, act, the actual aim, the original aim was 
it was a magazine that was supposed to play de dedicated to the UK. Yeah. But within a few months, it became evident that this was going to be something quite different. So at the peak of our whatever, we were out to 80 plus countries. Unbelievable. And, um, <laughs> unbelievable is that. And, um, and so I got this letter from someone because in those days, you know, the internet wasn't that great. So the very first issue of the magazine, I'd invited a South African demonstrator or designer to, to do a piece. So her, her text came through no problem. Yeah. But the photograph in those days, you know, that was a big problem. Plus the photographs had all to be developed. So it wasn't like this instant photography now. Um, and anyway, as is notorious with South African mail, they never arrived. So I had to try and recreate this woman's design from the text. <laughs> she didn't she didn't speak to me for about two years. <laughs> so those were the fun moments. But I mean the original aim was um you probably now that you're involved with more and more designers yourself you'll probably be aware that um, a lot of the big names are big names because they're very good at promoting themselves. And yeah. yet there are people out there with genuine talent who have maybe never had the chance to, to get onto a platform or, or, or be recognized. And in fact, quite a lot of the big talents that are out there have maybe not developed the, the techniques it's others who've de developed the techniques, but they're great at presenting them. So yeah. it was to try and give people an opportunity to to be seen elsewhere. And what, hi, Helen. Um, it's, it's, it's been amazing. It's just amazing. We, you know, we've managed to change people's lives. But the first letter I got that really brought me up short was from Kathmandu, John. <laughs> I got a letter from Kathmandu. Magazine. So um, then we got another one from South Africa, and the lady described how the magazine arrived. You know, you and I think, okay, comes through the letterbox, that's kind of it. But no, it went to a central area and uh, a holding box. And then she had a runner run from the post office box to deliver her magazine to her house. <laughs> And she's at the tip of Cape Town. I mean, so this is a wee woman in Scotland. Can you try and imagine that? It just, it was hard to understand. Um, so then, yeah, so we launched. I, we took a lot of advice to begin with um, yeah. from a very close friend who used to work in an organisation called Time Warner and before that, HarperCollins Publishing Houses. I have to say it was quite a drunken encounter. <laughs> we were at a party. And, well, that never um, happens. <laughs> no, me party animal. No, no, no. So then the next go off was he um, he gave me his advice and he said, there's three ways of doing this. So I chose one of the routes. He said, but you know, you, you are in a position to do a lot of market research yourself. And I'm a great one for market research. So we did two years of market research before we launched. Yeah. And when we launched, 
we had been doing newsletters and I said, yeah, well, we're going to start a magazine. So this is going to be the price. And then amazingly, money arrived in the mail. So we have, we've never been to a bank. We've never had a bank loan. We've never done any of that wow. stuff, which is why I've ended up lecturing to professional journalists and professional publishing houses as to an alternative way. Yeah, there you go. Hi, Carrie. Reaching the parts that other magazines don't reach. A bit like you, darling. Yeah. <laughs> so there were two parts that other people didn't reach. There's <laughs> two parts they didn't reach. So we, um, yeah, we've been hugely successful in that. And in fact, in the last issue, um, two people asked if they could write articles and Sue, our sub-editor, uh, said when we were doing the, the proof for it, she said, how are you coping with this? Are you not in tears? And I said, no, because I've made a decision yeah. and um, it's the right decision and you have to go with it. We had two offers to buy the, to buy Fusion and as Steve, our friend from way back, said, this could happen. Um, but they wanted me to go with it, but they would be in charge of it. And then that means you lose something. Yeah. Um, I'm not a control freak, but I like to be in control of things. So it was, oh, can we add this and can we do that? Yeah, it's, Fusion's never been led by uh, advertising. So it would change if it went elsewhere. Yeah, that's for and sure. I, yeah, and I kind of felt that we'd let our readers down. So I'm very protective of the readers. Okay. Yeah, it's been um, something else. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's great with the, with the magazine, the Flores magazine, uh, but you weren't really into the old-fashioned journalist way of, of doing things. No, not really. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, I've been told that um, oh. Fusion is very honest. Before, is that your neighbor knocking at the door again? Yeah, but before you continue, Yolanda is saying, uh, hi there, just watching a part until the girls are ready. So I think we can talk for two hours because before the girls are ready, we, I think we have two hours. <laughs> is she on holiday? I'm my own owner. Yeah. yeah. Should be going for cocktails. Very naughty, my <laughs> darling. Um, so yeah, it was it's been it's been recognizing talent has been one of my uh, 40s. I'm actually highly regarded for that. So I'm a real good talent spotter. Actually, um, I spotted one of the hi hi welcome. I spot spotted Miss Tiffany as well, who's of course Yolanda's daughter. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because Yolanda and Marcel said, "Oh, we think she's too young. We think she's this." I said, "No, you don't understand. She comes and she stands and she watches everything that's going on with the other designers. She offers to help. She's yeah. Try. You know, Tiff's. She's getting more confidence now, thankfully. Um. She's. I said, but that's." That's something I like to see. Someone wants to learn. Someone's hungry for information. But we just need to send her somewhere to polish her off. No harm to the Dutch floristry industry, but 
but she'd really only been exposed to that. So we sent her up to Steinar Hansen in Norway. Yeah. Frankly, you can get a bigger alternative to Dutch flourishing than to sending her to the Nordic country. Actually, um, let me just see. Jimmy England's on from Sweden and Joachim, who's his partner, who's the photographer. Jimmy was through one of our Facebook competitions. Um, and that's how I need to see something. And then I ask them to do another competition so I can check it's not a fluke or they're not copying things. Yeah. Do yeah. research. And that's when you take it forward. Yeah. So yeah, Tiffany. I mean, uh, <laughs> Tiffany, we work with as well with with Flower Circus. I mean, it, it's unbelievable how talented she is and how she comes up with new ideas. And like you said, and I, I really like the article as well. She went to Stein Aare, and like you said, Stein Aare is the opposite. He's using just a few flowers, while in Holland there's flowers enough. So it, when you're in doubt, uh, just drink more wine. But as a florist, when you're in doubt, just add more flowers. That's a bit how the Dutch uh, sometimes work because there are so many flowers around. It's true. And also there's accessibility. You've got access to flowers that maybe others don't have. You know, and Steinar is a good case in point because of the import tax, etc. Yeah. So it's useful for people to learn more about the big world, in my opinion, and to try and break down barriers. So, um, We've been very successful in that. Um, Mark Pampling, who was uh, a writer with us for like forever. And if you look at Mark's articles, it's like uh, it's like a professor of floristry. Yeah. It's so intense, it's so in-depth. But then we also want something where um, anyone can have a go and make it you know, commercial. So is to try and broaden the spectrum. If there's someone seriously wanting to learn, then we'll do it. Yeah. According to Gregor, he says that um, we're one of the few magazines that tell it the way it is and are prepared to stand up for what we believe in. And we've always been like that. But um, there was a case relatively early on because one of the pieces of advice I got was not to start the magazine as I wanted it to be. Okay. Because what he said was, the, your competitors will start copying you. If you find something good, they'll copy you. He was very right about that. So, um, but then I discovered on a tour somewhere, I got chatting to a couple of growers actually, and then a couple of florists, and all of them were fighting cancer. And this particular florist said to me, she said, you know, people come to us to send flowers out to relatives, friends who've got cancer. And she said they're very demanding quite often, but nobody seems to think about the fact that we might have cancer, that we might be going through our own fight. And that's stuck with me. I, yeah. I wonder what we can do. So we produced um, a thing called the pink issue which everything in it was dedicated to a designer or a grower who was fighting cancer or had won the fight as best you can with this. Yeah. Um, and we produced extra copies and so the profits all went to cancer research. Wow. Um, and we sold out in two weeks of release worldwide. 
we couldn't we couldn't cope with the demand so they've become collectors issues and um selling for ridiculous prices on things like ebay i mean what's that about yeah <laughs> but yeah how cool is that i mean if you you have an idea you make the magazine and yeah seeing it going as a collector's item uh how wonderful is that i mean uh, and, and and also all is uh, uh, you, you got all the wedding uh issues as well there which are real collector's items yeah yeah they are uh, many of the the earlier ones i think we started in 2005 with that and the very first issue um Oh, you, you, oh yeah, here you go. That, this is 2000, sorry, 2006, seven. Okay. Yep. So 2006, a bride with a black dress, really? <laughs> and using receding color flowers? Yeah. Really? <laughs> so we got, uh, we got, got it in the teeth. And that design is by um, a darling uh, designer called Yoni Seppinen from Finland, master florist, uh, gifted, gifted teacher. And and he was the obvious person to go to for that edition to say, we, I want you to, to stop people in their tracks because the idea is to inspire with weddings, was to inspire florists to try something else. They were capable of it, but could they sell it as well? So that's what the collections were about and we were told that in certain cases with weddings we were like running two years in advance of the trends that were then announced later it's quite interesting i mean that's that's really great you have to push people a little bit over the edge sometimes just to to go with something new as well and uh, yeah. you, re you really did it there <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean um i think i think you've got a a photograph of the next issue um which is the exact opposite so you go to the far east and you say okay let's look at it and so that's someone maximizing on profitability believe it or not and it seems like a hugely lengthy process but actually it's a seriously commercial bouquet the trick with these is you have to have a very very confident bride being able to to carry them you know not you know brides think they are and at the end of the day um why would you spend x thousand on a beautiful dress and then want to have the same bouquet as everybody else yeah so this opening um people's minds to actually interviewing brides properly these days it's become very difficult um, and the flower world will definitely hi marzina um it will definitely change uh there's no question about that i think your magazine helped as well with something that uh when you talk to a lot of florists they say yeah but they never come into my shop to order a wedding bouquet like that then i asked some people like did you want an ipad 20 years ago and they said no because there wasn't any i said yeah but if you never show a wedding bouquet like this you will never sell it as well we had uh, fairly early on, we had a few controversial ones and there was this lady, I think we've talked about this before, can't quite remember, but she was 
the most negative florist I've ever heard. I mean, how the hell, how she sold anything? I don't know. Because <laughs> if you said black, she said white. If you said grey, she said orange. It was just unbelievable. And a good chum of mine, and actually of Caroline's, Joe Reed, who was uh, the person, the go-to person for Flower Council of Holland in the UK, he turned up late one day at actually a trade show that Carrie's brother used to run. And he he was never, Joe was never late. He just, he was never late. But he was two hours late. And I was about to send an ambulance to his hotel, you know, I was convinced he was dead. Um, and it turned out he'd been sitting beside Mrs. Gray as opposed to Orange the night before a dinner. And he had tried to find a level of conversation with this woman where there could be a positivity because Joe was a very positive, still is a very positive person. And he said, well, well, look at this table arrangement, for example. I bet you could really, this will go down well with you. Um, and it was a glass vase. And I know the designer who'd done them and it had just got spray carnations in it. He said, you know, it looks lovely, you know, his, and she turned and said, no, that wouldn't do well for my customers. And he said, why not? She said, there's no flat surfaces in Cornwall. What the hell does that mean? And she was saying she couldn't do a marquee wedding because the floor isn't flat enough for you to put a tall glass vase on the table. So I took her up on it because I was so amazed at her. <laughs> He'd been so all this energy had gone out of Joe. So I said, okay. So I phoned her. Oh, hello, Alison Churchill. I said, okay. You say that your customers would never go for this, right? She said, yeah. I said, okay, I'll do a deal with you. I will send, I'll, I'll, you will send me photographs, line drawings of your shop front, your window. I need photographs outside the building for your location. And I will design your shop front window for you. Kisses, kisses. Um, and then I know a few people, by the way, you'll get them. Yeah. Anyway, we, and then I said, and I'll supply free of charge all the material. You just, and I'll, I'll detail how to do it. Just put it in the window for one week. That's all I ask. So she did to put it in. And an hour after opening, she phoned me to say, I have tiff tiff big cuts, darling. Looks like um, they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so they're having a good time out there. They're very yeah. like naughty. <laughs> so um, she, she said, I've got a queue outside. Hi, Peter, how you doing? She had a queue outside her door. And I said, look, you just have to show people you can yeah. do something different. You cannot assume that you know what your customers want. You're only offering them one direction. And more and more with floristry, you have to become more entrepreneurial. If you don't, you won't survive. You definitely won't. And definitely, you know, one of the articles that, that Stein, Steinara actually wrote this article, and he was sharing his version of the way ahead. So as you were saying, the Dutch are kind of spoiled for volume of flowers quality and quantity but it's not that easy these days since the COVID no. has struck things no. are not that easy and it wasn't easy for the magazine either 
We had one reader who it took eight months for a magazine to get to. Only eight months. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I take things very personally, <laughs> shouldn't, but I do. So, um, yeah, it's just been interesting. And yeah, we've, we've then decided we would start um, the International Designer of the Year competition. Yeah. To see if that we could bring people to the fore that way. And that proved to be mind blowing some of the talent we've discovered. Um, you know, Isa from Poland said that she'd seen the magazine somewhere and that was her ambition was to, to enter the competition. The same with Robert Bartolin from Slovakia, who did the front cover for the last issue. Yeah. Um, his work is just the guys. And he's just an utter darling. Um, and we eventually did meet and he said, how, how come? And I said, how come? Because I'm a designer, Sue's a designer. We understand how much work it takes to do what you've done. And we respect that always, I hope. It's, it's unbelievable so, how many new designers you found also with the competitions and, and things like that. And, and to give them a platform as well. And, and yeah, it worked both ways in the end. I mean, you were happy to, to find new designers and they were really happy and, and honored to, to get to the platform of uh, Fusion Flowers. It's just that, yeah, because we discovered like, um, like Jimmy there. Jimmy, we discovered through our social media competitions. Um, and that started a weird one. Um, you know, with the supermarket uh, competition with uh, Floris, Floris cannot compete on price. No. They just can't. And it was coming up Mother's Day in the UK. And UK Mother's Day runs at a different time of year to the rest of the planet, for goodness sake. <laughs> and it changes every um, year like Easter. So that <laughs> makes it even easier. <laughs> I know. Hello, Crystal Ball. When's it going to be this time? So, um, and we were hearing from growers, they were nervous. Everybody was frightened about this. And so I thought, okay, I said, I put up on Facebook, okay, send me a photograph of your best bouquet you're going to do for Mother's Day, the one that you really like. And I will post on our Facebook page uh, the day, your name, your website, da da da. -da connect you on social media, do all of that. Um, and let's see what happens. And oh, John, it was a living nightmare. I was at this desk almost 24 hours a day for two solid weeks. Wow. <laughs> and I get a phone call from um, the Professional Publishers Association to say, what are you doing on social media? I said, well, go, hi, David, there's David Dryland. Now, David used to be uh, the writer in our gardening section, amazing, okay. amazing um, designer and also amazing plantsman um, who's got a beautiful garden. Well, um, I said, well, what do you mean? What are we up to? And they said, well, we've had uh, an inquiry from the Washington Post. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> the Washington Post? Oh. 
<laughs> you're doing something on social media and it's getting so much attention which it was um that it, they're about to run an article saying go to your local florist in america before mother's day was due to happen in america i said wow. you're joking and they said no well i'm just trying to help some florists so and that's how it went on and then the next thing that happened was i got a phone call from one of the florists that we posted a photograph of his bouquet and it was you know it was just a bouquet that was it there was nothing it was a lovely bouquet but it was just a bouquet yeah. and he phoned and said i'm just wanting to say thank you and i said oh you're welcome what for and he said for posting my picture i said oh we did that with anyone you know so long as it was reasonably nice yeah because uh, we have a bit of a reputation for that. So he said, um, well, you you turned my business around. And I said, what do you mean we've turned your business around? He said, because of that bouquet. I said, what? And he said he'd been in business for 31 years and he'd never, ever taken as much money as he'd taken that week to Mother's Day. And I said, but you can't say that's due to the fusion flowers competition. How can how can you say that? He said, because they're all asking for the same bouquet, Alice. <laughs> You're joking. And he said, we've been to our wholesaler two, three, four times a day to top up on those flowers. And he said, it's got to the point now where we can't get any more. And so I said, wow. so has anybody else phoned you? For the bouquet he said yeah i said what did you do he said well i said to him look we've sold out of these flowers i'm really sorry we can't do this he was very honest with the woman yeah and she said but can you get more of them next week because i really like that bouquet and he said well yeah i can get them next week she said then i'll take then I'll, I'll place my order with you oh. i how can you you can't plan for that that was just phenomenal so from that point of from that stage on, we knew that the people watching weren't just florists or floral designers. These, This was a big public. So by that time, I think in combination of the five pages, we had over half a million likes, but we also at one stage had 1.2 million following what was going on. Unbelievable. And that was the start of turning things around. It's how, how you... So from there, we started the competitions. And um, what's interesting is a lot of the people who competed have been recognized by other organizations, yourself included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they found work that they hadn't, ha wouldn't have had the, the chance to do before. Um, yeah. I've had people in tears on the phone to say, I sent you the picture of my mother's work. She's competing against two other uh, florists who've opened up in her town and she's really struggling, but she likes to do different things. And I said, and and she was one of the winners. And I said, look, this is what to do because I'm media. So I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do now to get more business to come to your show. Yeah. So she she sent me this amazing arrangement up here which was very very kind of her we don't expect that but it's yeah it's been a bit of an honor in many respects 
Yeah, but also I think also for the people in the competition and the competition is something you're going to continue as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll go on because um, we've got some previously what we did was we we published all the, the winning designs in the magazine and that was enough for people. In some cases, we got them some work um, in places, strange places like a place called the Netherlands and things like that. So um, that was quite good. But now I've been in touch with some. Um, oh, yeah, there's my darling. Yeah, Connie van der Westerlaken. There's a good case in point. Yeah. Connie is just. Hi, Willie. Connie van der Westerlaken. I'm faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> Connie was a hidden wee talent. She just needed a bit of nurturing. And yeah. um, she she did an article somewhere in her tribute to uh, to me personally was very sweet but you you can't invent talent it's either there or it's not and this this young woman has a unique vision now here we go hello Herta. <laughs> <laughs> this is me trying to say a dutchy name yeah it's, it's not is that a, good no it's not a dutch name so it's, it's from friesland it's not even a dutch name <laughs> She she just shakes her head every time I try to it. She's killing herself laughing. Yeah. Just another unique talent that's obviously involved with Flower Circus. Yeah. And a beautiful girl, beautiful person. I mean, it's sometimes just the, the, the great designers like Connie, like Geertje, and many, many others, of course. They just need to, to have the stage and the confidence as well to get uh, to get going and, and be even more creative than they already are just with the confidence i think if you know i've come from um in my own professional life i've had to fight the odds from day one whatever i've done and um i was saying to you earlier when everything was going haywire between us today was it not darling <laughs> um i said you know, there's something about my character I'm not very good about people complimenting me because I always think, mm, do they really mean that? Yeah, mm -hmm. But if I'm having to fight for something, that's when I get a lot more energy going, you know, or if I'm trying yeah. to help someone. It's trying to, so, so through this, I've, um, I've mentored, I think the last time we counted, it was just under 200 floors worldwide. Um, just not living on their shoulders because i can't do that but it's to just maybe say well if you try this or if you go that way th th there's another way of doing it so at the moment some of the editors of magazines are are still going have uh, agreed for me to send them this material from our competitions and they'll publish them now okay and, that's really good and we have an ultimate it's just to keep the momentum going because i don't want to let people down and um and the other thing is we have a special surprise that will not be announced until the end of the year but it's based on every competition um we're looking for new talent again for a very special project so it's um quite exciting but we're not telling anyone what it is no the, the, i've the, learned the, keep secrets <laughs> the working name of that you know what? 
the working name of that product is called uh, Kibben <laughs> Kibben Got, got Talent. <laughs> highlights were and what was what were the most memorable designs and one of the people what well, a couple of people that come to mind would be Anietta von Einem from uh, Denmark. Anietta had been wanting to be in fusion flowers for a very long time and uh, Jens Poulsen from Blomster magazine invited me um, because uh, Professional forestry journalists tend to be quite friendly, yeah. which is unusual in general. The editors tend to be quite closely connected because I don't see myself in competition with anyone else um, because we're so different, or we were so different, should I say. So Jens was uh, having a, an event, and so off we trotted up to Copenhagen. And Annetta came on stage, and I am... Um, uh, I have a theatrical background and a lot of my own demonstrations were the biggest audience or the biggest theatre, should I say, um, where I was on stage with four other designers, but primarily it was Gregor and I, was for 4,800. So I'm used to working big scale, but I'm used to connecting to audiences. And um, that girl took the stage like a real pro. She knew what she was doing and um, she nailed it. She nailed it with her photographer. She nailed it with how she used her material. Um, and she went on to do a series of front covers for us. Um, and during which, uh, through my connection with Singapore, because she had Keith on, my darling, yeah. who's super talented. Well, Keith... Um, was my assistant when I was out there to begin with. And yet I went out to compete at the Singapore Garden Festival. And a lot of people, um, and my recommendation I have to say, a lot of people thought because she usually works very small, you know, she's um, weddings, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, how would it translate onto the bigger stage when she took a golden best in show? Same thing happens with Bjorn Kroner, um, who's another darling. He got another gold out there. And to get a gold at Singapore is very hard. Very, very hard. But I ended up there because of fusion flowers and having breakfast with a very nice person at the Botanical Gardens <laughs> Singapore. And then before I know it, I'm the chief judge at the Singapore Garden Festival. And that's like all those years ago. Yeah. That's Which is that, where I discovered more talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually something that's coming back all the time. You, uh, you and your team eating everywhere as well, and having meetings and eating there, eating there, and the, <laughs> and a little bit of drinking maybe as well involved because you need to drink as well. <laughs> you shampoo everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, I, I, I yeah, really I, love how you I, how you talk about the designers, Alison, but but what you achieved with the whole magazine, that's uh, something incredible. I mean, uh, you're talking about prize winners of, of, of designers, but I've got the list here of what you won with the magazine. It's it's quite a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, oh, God, that is a good story. I actually have to tell you. 
Um, there's an organization called PPA, which is a Professional Publishers Association. Uh, I don't know how this woman discovered Fusion at all, um, but she kept saying you should join PPA, and I'm <laughs> why? You're, you're serious people, you know. And um, yeah, Jimmy's saying all. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, and. Um, Anyway, she came out and I said, look, you know, we've got a long term plan for the way fusion works is we I'm not at the stage where you think we're, we're doing really well and you love the magazine. Thank you. But that's not where I'm aiming for. You know, we have a, a three year plan that's been developed with, with Steve. Who, by the way, it was such a good party. He doesn't remember having the conversation. <laughs> So um, anyhow, um, I then agreed to sign up. I honestly didn't know what we were doing involved in this, John. I really didn't. Um, because these are serious public. I mean, the Washington Post is a member, but then so is Vogue. Yeah. You know, so is Hello Magazine. So, is, you know, it's like, what in the name of pink fish is Fusion Flowers doing in this? So she had, uh, she said every year there was a competition. She wanted us to enter. And I said, no, you're on drugs. There's no way, you know, people don't take floristry, floral design, gardening even. Yeah. They never win prizes. She said, please, will you enter? And there's a lot of work in entering competitions like that that goes on behind the scenes. And you had to write. God knows what, and you had to produce various issues and send them in. And so we go to the big bash, it's a big party. If you can imagine journalists, you think you think that the growers can drink okay. or designers can drink. Nothing. You actually <laughs> you hang out with journalists, believe you me, they can drink. Oh my word. So we had gone in and if I um, use the term pecking order, do you know what that means? No, but you're going to explain us now. <laughs> okay, pecking order, pecking order, back to chickens, pecking order is um, you can tell how people think of you as to where you're placed in a room. Yeah. Now, we, our table which was very narrow that had obviously been squeezed in, was at the back wall beside the sound system. So it was pretty obvious that we were not hanging out with Vogue or anybody else. We were right up the back. And we met this guy who would said to us, oh, did you get a letter? And I said, what kind of letter? He said, to tell you you had to come. I said, no. Oh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. That means you haven't won. I said, oh, OK. So Dennis lines up the shampoo because you're <laughs> in for a penny, you're in for a pound, and you're overnight. And um, and we even ended up in a room with a butler. That's another story. There's X numbers of bottles of shampoo on this table, and we were working our way through them quite happily. And then it gets to our section, and I was taking notes. I'm a great one for taking notes. So I was listening to the, the chief judges saying why people had won, yeah. what set them apart from the others. I was 
taking notes all the time. And it came to our section and they said this do 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 do. And I'm still writing notes to find out why this person had won a publication. When the organizer came over and nudged me, now, please appreciate that several shampoos had gone down at this point. So she tells me about Alison, Alison, you've won. And I said, no, no, it's okay. I'm just taking notes. It's fine. And she said, no, no. And I said, no, I know we've not, we, we haven't had the letter. We know we haven't won. She said, will you look at the damn screen? Because you know, these things have these big screens up. And here was the front cover of Fusion Flowers. And, and by this time, the whole place was like a rabble because they were so drunk. And for a small publishing house, you know, to people that are huge, it's, oh, God, they were, oh, there we are. <laughs> Dennis had sobered up that year, so that was okay. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to walk from the back of this room right to the front, and, um, and I got a standing ovation from the journalists that were in. And when I got up there, I was in shock and i said are you sure it's us <laughs> he said yeah and um he said this really means something to you and i said it means more than something just to me this means something for the entire flower industry you don't understand he said this is really reassuring to see he said this kind of thing because people just you know they're so blasé he said but you're not blasé about this i said oh no this is this is huge. huge. Yeah. And the chief judge came over and spoke to me, and she was the editor in chief of Hello Magazine. And some of the other judges came over and said, one of the things I can still remember him saying to me was, um, not the girl from Hello. He said, You know, I've never been interested in flowers, Alice. And I said, Okay, here we go. Yeah. He said, I'm not interested in floristry. I said, okay. He said, but then this is not floristry. And I said, why did you say that? He said, this is floral architecture. It's opened a whole new world to me. Well, that was an amazing comment to make. Yeah. So the next, next time I was at the international press call for... Um, Flower Council of Holland at the old Horty Fair. Remember Horty Fair? Yeah, I'm also older. older. <laughs> He's older than he looks, darlings. Um, and I go the dozen. <laughs> I go into the dinner, and the next thing is uh, the floristry journalist stood up there and applauded, and they said, you've broken new ground for us. And that, that was very humbling. But we won it, yeah, five times. In the end, I decided enough because it's so much hard work and we've done it, you know, and it's time to move on to something different. Um, yeah, and all, I mean, all the prizes that doesn't fit on the screen anymore. So we had to, otherwise, we had to tilt the screen. So it was good to stop with that. <laughs> well, the, the ones that I'm like astounded by um, were like, runner up to the best front cover i mean my god the best front cover and they've got models that are like, yeah you know and i've been trying to convince uh the florists who were in fusion 
to take their own pictures, to learn how a camera looks at their flowers, to understand more so that if someone else is taking your picture, you can go up and give them input on that. So, wow, yeah. Yeah. Keith had a great story about it during the flower circus talks, talking about uh, how our design looks through a camera. He used to work with a good judge, you know. He wasn't going to do floristry at all until he got hugged to pieces. Because he's <laughs> he was always cold because um, the air conditioning in Singapore is like Baltic. I've had judges on the panel come down with, you know, chills afterwards. So I always arrive with various pashminas. So I had Keith wrapped up in a pashmina. So he was all, because he's a little person. He's so cute. But um, Singapore is where I discovered um, another person. Uh, we were having dinner, or no lunch, with this group. And um, there was one man sitting at the group. The rest were all women. It was all very, you know, all this stuff. And I'm looking, saying, we've got another show to judge. Could we get through this pretty quickly? But no, we couldn't get through lunch quickly. No, no, no. And... Um, and I was talking to the young man. He was very shy, very reticent, all good. We eventually, Yoni and I managed to get away. We rushed down. We do our judging. And we judged 130 designs in less than an hour. Wow. <laughs> That's production work. <laughs> Yoni has worked out how many seconds we have. This I didn't need to know beforehand. Anyway, and we went. And on the way out, I noticed this piece of work up in the wall um, where they had a little booth thing. And I said, oh, excuse me, who did this? And uh, the lady said, oh, it's not in the competition. You don't need to worry about that. I said, yeah, I wasn't asking if it was in the competition. I'd just like to know, please, who did this piece of work? And they said, oh, you don't need to know that because it's doing it. I said, so who did the piece of work? <laughs> And eventually she said, well, you had lunch with them. I said, who? And she said, well, the, this young man. I said, Harianto. She said, yeah. I said, can you get him for me, please? So <laughs> <laughs> Harianto comes up. I said, you did this piece of work? He said, yeah. I said, you need to compete at the Singapore Garden Festival. I'm coming back in two years, and I expect to see your work representing the Singapore florist. You need to have that work done. Um, what happened next is history. It's the only time Singapore ever won Best in Show and the Gold Award. It was one of the most groundbreaking pieces of work that the three judges, myself, Yoni Seppinen, and Kazamaza Kupo, had ever seen. It was, I had tears coming down my face. To see that, to see someone move forward like that, uh, it was ahead of its time. And what's interesting is all those years ago, those colors are now what's being used to promote flowers. Unbelievable. Those colors Unbelievable. are the dyes that people are using. All those Ariantos are now, darling. Hello, baby. He's all <laughs> Harry was ahead of the pack and that's been a joy it's actually 
and to see him grow, he's now interestingly reverted back to doing. Oh, oh, darling, thank you, Wendy. That is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, we're helping our people on the road as well. Yeah. <laughs> Please pay attention to the road. Don't go off the road. Um, and to my way of thinking, I mean, he's now doing this thing called Haribana. So he's gone the opposite way. He's down to minimalism, which, of course, is what Mark Pampling is all about. Yeah. Um, is each flower counts and each piece of foliage counts. Whereas before that, he was the king of bling. No wrong with that if you do it well. No, but it's also really nice to see it changing. I mean, um, in music, you see artists changing as well. So, I mean, the designers should change as well. I mean, with new styles, new things they discover. It's, it's not a one-trick thing. It, it shouldn't be a one-trick thing. It's actually it's interesting because I'm often asked um, what makes someone successful. Sometimes you'll find a designer who has something that they can specialize in that is it's in their heart or it's in their soul. And when they do that, you can tell that they're happy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they've, they, you can see what they've done is what they love to do um you can see that very clearly and i've sometimes had to say to designers look instead of focusing where you think you're going actually where your strength lies is in something different and and they've taken that they've lifted that if they've got a bit of common sense and they've developed and some of them now have produced books on the subjects because they hadn't realized that they were able to do different. There's a lot of copying and there's a lot of jealousy. And that, frankly, to me, is very boring. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of energy and it gets you nowhere. Um, someone asked me if I knew, do you think you know it all? I said, no, because nobody knows it all. No one knows what's around the next corner. Yeah. Um, actually, my grandmother would have said, thank God we don't know what's around the next corner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of where we are sitting just now, uh, post-COVID, that's why we're doing this other program, is, is to, to say to people, if you are trapped in this tiny vision of what floristry is or what floral design is, you know, you're not going to survive because you have to open yourself to look at other, sometimes other disciplines and other ways yeah. of doing things. And you can tell if somebody's been doing the same design year on year pretty quickly. Yeah. Because their heart's not in it. You know, you can see somebody, you had young Max Hartog on, um, from Belgium. Yeah. And when I first encountered him, I called him Baby Max because we were working with Max van der Sluis at the same time. And, you know, he was yeah. Daddy Max and this was Baby Max. And, it was uh, uh, Media Maxi. Exactly. <laughs> so I watched him on Flower Circus, you could tell his, he, he finds it difficult. When he's really serious about something, he can't relax, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and there's there's a discipline that you have to learn as a a demonstrator or a communicator as to how to um it's something i was discussing with um some of the designers it's, there's almost uh an opening to teach people how to connect with other people from the stage you know mm. how to how to engage people um because florists tend to be a tough audience yep really and i think you should with, yeah and, and with max it, it, i mean doing the the online shows is really difficult because you're talking to a camera while working and, and you don't get the direct reactions from florists in a room which is also already difficult but just standing in front of a camera makes it even yeah, more difficult, let's put it that way. And, and I think uh, Marx, for, for this first time, did, did a really great job. Uh, he did. He did. Yeah. But he, he was allowed, see, he wasn't distracted by, so that was better for him because he wasn't distracted by the audience. And um, there's been times where I've left on stages hugging people. It's not, I mean, I'm known as the mama bear for a really good reason. There's two reasons. One is I hug a lot, which you know. Yeah. We only actually, the first time we actually met was at IPMS, and wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember saying to the other John, John of Big Nose, um, I want to meet this John. I said, because I've got a lot of time for what, what you're doing. I have a lot of time for it. Um, that's a compliment, whether you understand that or not. Yeah, I understand. But I'm like you, uh, it's difficult to get a compliment. <laughs> Well, no, I can compliment you. Oh, no, I won't go there. I'll behave yourself. So it, it's just that. Um, now you have to say hello to Tinek as well. <laughs> hello, Tinek. Oh, my darling. Oh, Tinek Vicken, eh? Yeah. There was another one when I met her brother. Yeah. Um, see, part of the problem with florists and growers is they're isolationists. You know, florists work in their shop uh, and often behind a counter or even in the back shop. Um, growers work in a greenhouse and, you know, yep. don't communicate all that well, as <laughs> you know. And um, I remember meeting Yap the first time and I listened to the litany of what his week was, you know, what he did. Yeah. And I said, um, because on his day off, he went to church and then they had family lunch and then he was back working again. You know, I said, have you ever thought of getting a life? You know, is there something we can do for you? And he said, whoa, <laughs> seriously, you know, you need to get a life. I said, do we need to start a dating agency for growers? You know, what is going on here? So he ends up on the farmer gets a wife, doesn't he, on yeah. Dutch TV? And he's now, he didn't, that didn't work out, but he is now with a lovely lady, we're delighted to say. But uh, all of his heart and his soul goes into production of his Bouvardia, which are absolutely exquisite. The same is with, you know, good florists. I'm yep. using that term deliberately. Good florists put their heart and soul into it. What they're having to deal with on the front line of communication just now with the general public can be borderline horrific. They're having a really hard time and and I feel for that. So if if fusion flowers can distract them a bit 
that's why we're continuing. Well, one of the reasons we're continuing with the with the Facebook competitions is to give people a chance. I've already spotted over the last two or three uh, competitions four people with genuine potential, in my opinion. So I'm going to watch them. Yeah, I think you. If we can help. You said a, a great thing there. A good florist does a good job, but a great florist will look further, like like a great uh, grower as well. You can make the best flowers you think uh, you can make in your greenhouse, but how does a florist react on it? Does he want that great flower? Does he just want it in a little bit of a different way? I mean, just opening up to each other, talking to each other, uh, and share each other's passion. I mean, everybody has the passion for flowers, so... Uh, it's quite easy to talk to, to each other as well because within a few seconds you you will have that connection. Well, what there's a, a a lovely florist who tragically has gone through a terrible time in her her life her, in her personal life and um, you know because I do floral fundamentals as well and the the support that she got from. Um, other designers was awe-inspiring actually unexpected and wonderful beautiful but she made a comment um and that stuck with me she said when she thinks of flowers now she doesn't just think of flowers this is a huge step forward in my book she now thinks of yap for the bouvardia water for phalaenopsis you know, Stefan for roses, John yeah. Meyer for roses. Do you know, she has identified a person worth the flowers. That's huge. And in turn, the growers have now identified designers. So likes of, um, you know, Wouter from Beyond Crescent. Well, he uh, saw a piece that Steinara did, because Steinara loves spray chrysanthemums. You know, he just... He likes, how can I put this? He likes flowers that maybe are not given the credit that they're due. Yeah. So he's happy to work with a spray carnation. He's happy to work with a spray. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he did this beautiful design uh, with chrysanthemum. And I saw Walter's reaction to the design. And Walter lost his uncle. He died and um, who was in the company as took, well. Correct. It's all family, isn't it? And he took yeah. a photograph of that design to a Dutch florist saying, please, he wanted that design as best they could recreate it because that design meant so much to him as a grower. But heck, if you can break down that barrier, you yeah. know. I mean I just you know, sometimes when I look back I think when I had to fight for everything I've done in terms of flower design. Sue, Sue's the same. She's Sue and I are we call each other sisters. Sometimes she finishes sentences for me. In later life, this might be useful. I don't know. <laughs> Normally, it's the wife that finishes the sen sentences of her husband, but. <laughs> And, um, and we've both had all piles of manure thrown at us over the years. It's fine. But actually, the, the joy we have is 
giving people the chances that we never had. We never no. had those chances. And to give the next generation the chance to move forward is has been a joy for me. It's been a joy. Um, giving a florist a deadline for a script. So someone said to me, why do you use Mark Pampling so much? I said, he never misses a deadline. Never misses a deadline. You give him a deadline, Mark's there. More than that, he'll send in six designs and six pieces of text. So you have something, what I would call him the floral bank. So if somebody goes wrong or the design's not good enough, you can slot in Mark's pieces. Yeah. You know? There is kind of, you know, it's been a hell of a ride. 20, you can believe 20 years. Gee was it's just. Um, yeah, but 20 years giving so many people the opportunities you didn't have. Uh, I mean, that's that, that's great to to give them the stage and 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 yeah, working on that uh, uh, sometimes even day and night and and uh, yeah, even uh, your mother died in the day after you were you were going for the headline for the for the deadline. I mean, those things that that, that going behind the scenes. Uh, oh wait. Somebody, yeah, somebody wants to dance yes. already. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but all those things, uh, yeah, behind the scenes going on, and it's not easy to make a magazine. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and and you did it for 20 years, and and, and with a great team with your husband, with Sue. Uh, I probably forget some people as well. I wrote them down, uh, Stuart, Rona, yes, Elizabeth, yes. and Ali. Yep, so. Actually, your John, John Rendos, has met Ali, and it was a marriage made in heaven. Only a bit he, too late. <laughs> he adores, exactly. He adores Ali, and Ali adores him because they're both completely insane. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I but found the picture here. <laughs> oh my God! There's Ali. <laughs> Ali will produce outfits for every occasion that was one of the other things we had to do when ali joined the team um should we should do uh fusion flowers christmas cards this was us at wafa in ireland and she shows up with all this gear <laughs> and I'm like, oh god is this going to go down okay in ireland are they going to think we're just being rude or what and in the end, people were fighting over getting one of the hats, you know, because they wanted to wear these. We sold out in Ireland. It's, it's absolutely fine. We tended to sell out wherever we went. But um, it's just, John, you know, it's just amazing. Because I remember the first time I went out to demonstrate and it was, I was going, going to New Zealand for the first time. And I remember turning to Dennis and saying, what? the hell am I going to talk about? Because I literally, I went with a knife and a pair of secateurs. That's all I had. Yeah. Uh, I had to do two dems with 1,500 people per gig. Right? And he said, well, Alison, flowers? And that's what connects people all yeah. around the world. You, know, you were saying that people love flowers. Um, it's true and it's if you can break down the barriers and letting people know that you know it's that you're being honest with them i think that's been quite 
difficult for people to there he is my little snowdrop he is um if you get a chance for any of the people who are watching i actually posted it on my facebook page um fairly recently was going on to youtube to watch the floral kaleidoscope which is the piece that won him best in show yeah um it still all these years later holds good that's a test of a great designer as well does yeah. it still hold good you know um and that's when you know and that's a bigger challenge for a designer because you know if you've hit the peak where do you go next i think how can you change your style can because you, you, you can't get higher on, yeah. on that one I don't think so. And you're right. It's, but it's having the courage and determination to do that. Um, says a lot about the person, you know, I just, we've been inundated with emails here that just, oh my God, I got one from a, a, a person who has a sheep farm in the middle of Australia telling me what fusion has meant to her uh, wow can you imagine it's just so humbling yeah to yeah. to have that you know one when we changed to digital because of all this postal problems and the spiraling costs of you know royal mail increased the cost of postage five times in one year to magazine distributors and um and then you know we discovered for example south africa that we, we were getting the magazines to them but they were either stockpiling or destroying them because of the covid thing but nobody in the country told the residents that that's what was happening so dennis had phoned someone to see if he could get someone to deliver magazines out and it was going to cost us 76 pounds you're good at this you're better than me at converting pounds to euros 100 euros for two magazines to post i mean you can hire the runner to... <laughs> oh my i was almost prepared to deliver it myself you know i mean my god yeah you can't and because we were we were a subscription only magazine, you know, um, there was, a, there's another really funny story if I can share that with you, because as usual, we've gone over your hour, John, and I know how you like to finish on an hour, because what not everyone knows is when this hour finishes, Mr. John goes to his fridge and pulls out something very, very tasty. Oh, he's already. <laughs> boy um, <laughs> well <laughs> i've got myself knocked out now what was i going to tell you about okay you want to deliver the magazines yourself you know yeah and you had an even better story so that's what you said but it's such a good story you already forgot i know because there's so many i can't cope with it all it's just so terrible but yeah oh yeah that was it this <laughs> Way to go, Jimsy. Actually, Jimmy, the first time I met Jimmy after inviting him to uh, the Netherlands, 
from seeing his work on competition and we had to fly out and leave them at a restaurant and he came rushing out i'm telling the story oh jimmy i'm sorry i'm telling a story about you darling <laughs> and he came rushing out just shouting allison and allison and he just started to cry and i said why are you crying and he said because i've never met anyone like you before and i said well, you should be down on your knees and saying thank you, God, that you don't want to meet anybody else like me. And he said, No, no, no. He said, But all the support for designers, he said, You know, I come from a background where you haven't been having any support. I said, You know, ah, oh, is is if we can do that little bit of help, that's fine. But the story I was going to tell you about was that obviously back copies were selling on. Um, Social, I'm um, sorry, not social media. What's the name of the uh, the online thing where you bid for things? What do you call it? Where you bid for things? Come on, John. Bid for eBay. eBay. People were buying back, back copies of Fusion on eBay, especially the ones that were out of um, print. Yeah. And this reader came on to me and said, because she'd asked for back copies, and I said, I'm really, really sorry because the they tend to sell out. So she said, um, it's okay, I've got all the back copies now, Alice. And I said, oh, great, where'd you get them? She said, I got them on eBay. I said, good for you. Can I ask you how much you paid for them, just as a matter of interest? And she said, a figure. And I said, oh, darling, <laughs> you put the decimal point in the wrong place. <laughs> because you're from America and, you know, no, that's not the price. And she said, yes. And she had paid £350 for two years of back issues of Fusion Flowers. They would have cost her at that time uh, for a subscription, like, say, £20 for a year. And I said, you're kidding me? She said, no. And we get stories like, especially the, the ones on limited uh the collector's items. I mean, it's just crazy. So, so this lady in the Australian outback tells me she's sitting on a fortune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I just—it's—it's it's just been hugely challenging. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons, the main reason we're stopping is that Dennis has got some health issues. Yeah, and one of them means he can't stand for any length of time. Dennis has been a main photographer from uh, from day one, and uh, and he's actually a landscape photographer. And the last thing he wanted to do was to take photographs of flowers, so it took quite a learning curve. But he now can't stand for any length of time, and so we need to take um, oh bless Lee. What a kind of thing to say. Thank you, Lee. Um, it's just that sometimes it was really hard when mum was dying because she was rushed into a hospital and yeah. tried to leave her bedside and then come back and try and get a little bit of sleep and then finish off some fusion to have then a phone call to say you have to come back in because actually by the time we got there, we'd lost mum. Sue told me an amazing thing about uh, six months later, and she said, Alison, although you completed it, 
I could tell in your writing that you were still in grief. I thought I was still producing the goods and Sue knows me so well she could tell yeah. um she said it's still funny in bits it's don't don't worry about that she said but I can see a darkness in you and I said well what I'm holding on to is how proud mom was of what we we managed to achieve so but every florist and every grower I know has had to go through that process too where they've maybe had to go into the shop and do the flowers for their own parents funerals or worse their own children yeah. the growers the same thing you know and and we've lost people through COVID as you know um some of whom I was lucky enough to call friend um and some who are still fighting to recover and it's so hard to keep going but my answer to them is always the same you know come in <laughs> somebody knocking in your wall <laughs> it's the neighbor who asks when are we going to start to drink <laughs> oh right new friends i love it yeah. um it, you know if you do something with love it will show and that always counts always counts yeah I think, uh, Caroline says it well. It's important to make some time for you as well, for you and then for Dennis. And uh, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, you're saying that that yeah, you made mom proud and everything, everybody proud. But I think I can't speak for all the designers uh, all over the world, of course. But but what you did with your team, uh, with Fusion Flower, has an, had an enormous. Uh, impact on the whole flower industry worldwide uh, coming up with new designs coming up with with new designers uh, inspiring uh, I don't know how many million of, of, of designers worldwide not only the ones who had uh, uh, the opportunity to write you now but I think when you will meet them people in person uh, you will really uh, see how much of an impact you made with the with the magazine and I mean it's it's, it's so great that you did and unfortunately uh, yeah we can't hark we can't tell it in person but it's it's unbelievable I, I mean I can do this it's it's not even the, the same as a real hark but uh, Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> No, you, you really did an amazing job, Alison, and, and you will keep on doing it as well, for sure. I mean, uh, you can't uh, be without your floral family and you will keep uh, continue with, with everything, with uh, floral fundamentals, of course, and with uh, the competitions. So uh, luckily, uh, you will be around and uh, we can hug soon. And I mean, that's that's the most important thing. And a big thank you from from everybody in the in the floral industry. Thank you, John. And John, yeah. don't don't underestimate yourself and how you're connecting with people because maybe one day you'll be sitting on the reverse and somebody will be interviewing you. So that's something to hold on to for yourself as well. Thank you very much. But uh, I mean, there are big shoes to fill for for anybody in the floral industry to uh, to do the same what you uh, what you did. Thank you. Okay. Um, Best wishes to oh Caroline. Here you go. Ah, <laughs> Alison will be the same. Yeah. Well, Carrie, can I just send a message to our Carrie? Carrie knows I've been literally pining to get to the. Oh, David, thank you. Um, 
she knows how I've been pining to get to the sea. Oh, Tenet Dawn. Now, here we go. This is going to be tricky. Um, You'll read them oh, later. Oh, well, I'll, let me read it later. But, but what I will say is just you never know who you're affecting. You never know the impact you're having until maybe years later. You never know. Carrie knows I'm hankering to get to the sea because I love the sea. I've still not made it. But um, if any of you would like to send a bit of ocean to me, feel free to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the meantime, John, I don't know when we will meet again, but when we do, um, let's have some shampoo. Let's, uh, let's do so. <laughs> Yeah. Alison, thank you so much and uh, for everything uh, through you. Uh, yeah, everybody learned a lot, uh, inspired a lot. And uh, of course, we will keep in contact. And uh, when we meet, uh, we will we will be hugging. So excuse me for all the people around us, but that will take at least 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I am very fat. You have to get around the whole body. Yeah, you know, don't underestimate me. I mean, it's it's the corset that's keeping me. You're on your own. Push your own. Okay, everybody. Thank you very much, uh, Alison, for your time and uh, all what you did for us. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, stay safe and hope to see you soon.